Once you have let go of a material way of seeing yourself based on outward appearances and self-imposed choices, the Spirit gives you a whole new view of yourself, gives you a whole new way to think, a spiritual perspective of who you are and how you fit in with God and all creation. Hey there, you are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 178. Today's topic is, How Do You Self-Identify? You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful you've tuned in to listen today. And as you're listening please think of someone that you could share this episode with. It may be just what someone needs to hear. Today, we're going to talk about identity. One of the big topics these days that's causing a lot of debate is how people are choosing to self-identify. So I've been thinking and praying about this whole idea of identity. And I think it's important to ask ourselves the question, How do I see myself? Take just a moment or two right now and ponder how you would answer that question. How do you see yourself? How do you identify yourself? There may be multiple answers on different layers and levels, but I really want to encourage you primarily to think about this on the deepest spiritual level. How do you identify yourself spiritually? And we're going to come back to that. How do you see yourself? How do you self-identify? Usually when someone answers the question, how do you self-identify, it has to do with what kind of human being they see themselves to be based on origin, education, history, sexual orientation, and other external factors, as well as the internal emotional factors of how they see themselves. Whatever these self-identifications may be, There's actually a common denominator. People see themselves, identify themselves, as a human personality of one type or another, a mortal being beginning with birth and ending in death. This self-identification as a material being is the foundation that these other more specific self-identifications are built on. But the basic premise or foundation of their self-identification is that they are a mortal, material creature. But Paul throws all these labels of self-identification and the basic assumption that we are one type of mortal creature or another out the window. 
He says in Galatians 3, 26-28, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And then to the Colossians, he writes pretty much the same thing. This is Colossians 3, 10 and 11. He's talking about putting on this new self, this new identity, which he says is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, in this new sense of identity in Christ, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Paul is showing us that all these ways we identify ourselves are not part of our true spiritual identity. Now, I've actually talked about this several times before on the Bible Speaks to You podcast, and I'll have links to these three episodes in the show notes. The first one was episode 37, You Are the Image and Likeness of God. What the heck does that mean? Episode 70, Why Is It So Hard to Put Off the Old Self? And episode 85, Finding Your Identity in Christ. I hope you'll go back and listen to those. There's some really good points in there that a lot of people have told me they have found very helpful. So let's look at some of the things the Bible says about who we are and what our identity is. Just as today, people in the Bible saw themselves as shaped by their culture, defined by their past, their sins and their victories. They saw themselves as victimized by people or circumstances, among other things and people identified themselves and others as either good or bad, depending on whether they had lived in obedience to God's commandments. And then there were the folks who made no effort to obey God and self-identified as being able to do whatever they wanted to attain and stay in power. Think of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. Now, you might think that the religious leaders would have a more spiritual way of identifying people as the children of God, and there are a few who do. The prophet Malachi asks the question, this is Malachi 2, verse 10, Do we not all have one Father? Did not one God create us? If God is our Father, this implies and thus identifies us as God's children. But most of the religious leaders in the New Testament identified mankind as a bunch of miserable sinners, probably because they didn't identify themselves correctly as children of God. But the New Testament does have lots of references that identify us correctly as the sons and daughters of God. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18. Paul quotes God saying, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So, perhaps the question we really need to ask is, how does God identify us? Well, if you started reading the Bible from the very beginning to find an answer to this question, it wouldn't take you very long to find it. In the very first chapter of Genesis, our true spiritual identity is revealed and established for all time. 
We are made in the image and likeness of God. That's in Genesis 1, 26, and 27. I quote these two verses a lot, and you probably know them by heart. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. There it is, plain and simple. God identifies us as his very own image and likeness. How often do we see ourselves that way? I actually think more and more people are beginning to see the validity and importance of this view of how we see ourselves. Unfortunately, there are still some churches which identify all mankind as miserable sinners even after they have accepted Christ. But when God forgives your sins, He doesn't hold on to them or even remember them. This is what God tells Isaiah. This is Isaiah 43, 25. This is God talking. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Your sins do not define you. Your sins are not your identity. You may self-identify with your sins, but that's not the way God identifies you. So let's come back to the original question, how do you self-identify? There are lots of ways people self-identify, whether in more traditional ways that society is used to, or in ways that don't fit society's stereotypes. Some folks are very critical of all these non-stereotypical ways people are defining themselves, but I see it as mankind hungering and thirsting to figure out who they really are. It's a search for their true identity. It's a spiritual quest to find themselves and understand their relationship with God and all creation, even if they don't put it in those terms. It's a journey, and we need to be patient with everyone on this journey, even if we don't understand their perspectives or agree with what they're doing. We all need the freedom to search for truth. And sometimes people need to break away from traditional stereotypes to look at things from a fresh perspective. The best way to support others on this journey is to discover your own spiritual identity in Christ and live it in your daily life. Being judgmental of the choices other people make doesn't really do anyone any good. There are a couple of inherent problems with the way most people self-identify. They either define themselves by all the internal and external conditions of their lives, or they think they can choose who and what they are. When the prophet Samuel was impressed with Eliab, Jesse's oldest son, and thought he would make a good king, God rebuked him. This is 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look on the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Samuel was identifying Eliab based on his physical appearance. That's often how we self-identify, isn't it? And how we see others, too. Jesus 
says to his followers to kind of reinforce this idea, this is John 7:24, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. The second mistake people make is to think they can decide who they are, that they can self-identify however they want to, and that that will make it so. And then if they decide to self-identify as someone or something else, then that's who they'll be, and it will be so, at least to them. But just because you identify yourself based on outward appearances or who you have decided you are does not mean you're right. It's not your ultimate spiritual identity in the eyes of God. It may be how you see yourself right now, but your true identity is how God defines you. Let's look at some examples of this in the Bible. Remember when Jesus healed the man who had been born blind? That's in John chapter 9. This man self-identified as a man who had been born blind. In fact, Everyone else did too, even Jesus' disciples. He saw himself defined by his past circumstances all the way up until the moment when Jesus healed him. If Jesus' disciples were wondering if this man's sins or his parents' sins had caused the blindness, it's likely the man himself had wondered this as well. He may have also self-identified as somehow guilty of something which caused his problem. We still do that today, don't we? We blame ourselves for things that are not our fault. We are identifying with things that aren't true. Jesus cuts through all that. He saw this man. He identified him as a child of God. Jesus saw that the blindness was not part of this man's true spiritual identity, and he didn't attach it to him. The result was the man was healed. So what about someone who thought they could choose who they were? The two examples I'm thinking about are Matthew and Zacchaeus. They had both chosen to be tax collectors. And this went totally against the stereotypes of what Jews were expected to do. It was actually a moral offense because, as a whole, the Jews despised the tax collectors and didn't consider them loyal to God because they had collaborated with the Romans. But is that what Jesus saw? How did Jesus identify these two men? I believe he saw through the outward appearance of things and looked on the heart, just the way God wanted Samuel to do. Jesus saw the original child of God created in God's image and likeness, and he must have discerned some receptivity to that. Just think about it for a minute. Jesus went out of his way to invite Matthew to follow him as a disciple. And he made a point of inviting himself over to Zacchaeus' house for a meal. He did not identify these two men the way they had self-identified, the way they had chosen to see themselves. You can read about this in Matthew 9, verse 9, and Luke 19, verses 2 through 5. What was the result of the way the man born blind, Matthew and Zacchaeus, self-identified? They were stuck in how they saw themselves. What was the result of how Jesus identified them or saw how God identified them? They were healed and redeemed. So how does this apply to you and me? However you see yourself, however you self-identify, 
that's not in line with how God sees and identifies you will keep you from discovering your deep, authentic, and ultimate spiritual identity. So, what if you've been self-identifying in a way that God does not see you? Well, first, it takes some humility to admit you're not the one who has the ultimate power or authority to define yourself. It also takes humility to ask God to show you how he identifies you. And that's the next step, actually. Ask God to show you how he sees you, how he identifies you, how he made you in his image and likeness. And then, listen for the answer. This also takes humility. Paul gives a step-by-step process of what to do next. This is Ephesians 4, 21-24. He says to the Ephesians, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. When you accept the truth that comes from Christ, the fact that you are the image and likeness of God, you can throw off the way you used to identify yourself. The point Paul makes here is that you can't do this on your own. You can only do it with the help of truth which comes from Christ. And then you let the Spirit of God renew your thoughts and attitudes. Once you have let go of a material way of seeing yourself based on outward appearances and self-imposed choices, the Spirit gives you a whole new view of yourself, gives you a whole new way to think, a spiritual perspective of who you are and how you fit in with God in all creation. It's at this point that what seems to be your new, godlike nature appears. But actually, it's been there all along. You just haven't seen it yet. You see yourself as God sees you, how he originally created you in his image and likeness, truly righteous and holy. If you've been identifying yourself in any way that is less than how God identifies you, you can begin right this minute to see yourself the way God does. And if you meet or hear about anyone else who self-identifies in any way that is not the way God sees them, you can at this very minute cherish how God identifies them spiritually as his image and likeness, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Your true identity, their true identity, is the image and likeness of God. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful that you're here. If there's someone you think who might appreciate this episode, please share it with them. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Contact tab. Fill out the little form, and I'll be in touch. If you haven't subscribed yet, I hope you'll do so. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form, and you're all set. And when you sign up, I will send you a prayer guide I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. As always, all the Bible quotes that I used in today's episode will be in the show notes. 
You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 178. This is episode 178. Thank you so much again for being here. I appreciate all the ways that you have been supportive. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care and we'll see you next time. God bless.